Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the ABC show. And today, please help me welcome my special guest, Zina. Zina and I go way back as we worked uh, together back in our advertising days and then decided to join Voices and launch our first startup called Crystal Call back then and now known as Crystal. Hi, Zina. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Okay, Zina, please tell me more about you and more what you do. Um, after working at the advertising agency with you, Abe, uh, we decided that we uh, don't want uh, that kind of job anymore. We were looking more into uh, starting our own business. Uh, what we were telling each other back then is uh, we want to um, excel at something, make so much money and, and, and have our own business and, and not have anyone be um, our boss back then. That was what we were looking into. Um, and so we decided uh, to launch the first uh, call center here in Jordan uh, to provide uh, outsourcing services from here. Um, and making the idea of what's been done in India, in Egypt and all over. And uh, we launched the first uh, call center uh, here in Jordan, serving uh, both uh, clients in the region and clients worldwide. Okay, fantastic, fantastic. I remember those days. They were, uh, <laughs> we were very excited. I remember, I, I remember uh, when we sat down, it was, I know it was at that time, you know, I think it was five of us when we first started this idea. And we thought that, you know, when, within, within the first year, we're going to drive super nice cars and, and like, we, you know, we're going to be the next Zuckerbergs. Uh, that was the business plan back then. Yes. And, you know, it was all about, uh, you know, us li literally making it rain. So um, obviously 15, 14 years later, uh, it's gotten obviously a much better, but you know, it was a rough journey in the beginning. So, so let's talk about the beginning. So, uh, you know, what do you what do you think that we could have done better? What can you think? What did you think that we did really good, especially in the beginning or even now? So, just tell me more about what what's happening right now. I think the the, the toughest decision that we made at the beginning was that we all quit our jobs first and then um, launched the company, not knowing that it would take us almost a year to actually launch at first, let alone find clients and start serving uh, through the call center. So uh, that was such a bad move, I would say, from our end, uh, just because it takes so long uh, to get things together, get all the paperwork, get the team together. Um, and the first thing we did was quit our jobs uh, and just kept waiting for a year uh, to start again. Now, I know this is back in 2006, so this was really a long, long time ago. And, and I, this is something that I tell all the startups that I am uh, helping through our fund that, you know, build your program, get your first customer, and then register the company. Then, you know, even possibly don't quit your job until you're, you know, seriously going to sign your first contract. Because I remember those days, there was a lot of frustration us sitting at home waiting for, I remember, uh, keep in mind that this was a completely brand new business, especially in Jordan, getting it registered was very tricky. I remember going back and forth to the ministry uh, and even, uh, even getting it registered locally as a business entity took us a long time because we had to invent and we had to help them add new business. Uh, business. A wording, let's say. Yes. Especially in terms of outsourcing, there was no word in Arabic that we could use 
that the government uh, thought was correct uh, for us to use uh, that uh, talked about outsourcing. So that alone took a long, long time for us uh, uh, to be able to establish. And then even after launching, it took so long for us to be able to obtain our first client uh, and start piloting with different clients here and there. So we were definitely not very busy at the beginning. Uh, and we should have had our jobs back then. I remember, I remember, and I remember I shared an office with you as well. So it was uh, for a very long time. For yeah, and and you know what I mean. I remember when we hired some people, and they were kind of like um, in shock when they would walk in and say, uh, "People who own the company all sat in the same office. Like, what's with all of that?" You know what I mean. And I remember, you know, but but these are the days I think that you know gave us a bit of a tough skin. I don't know if you agree yeah. or not. Uh, I know, you know, we had issues with our investors. I know we, so at any time of this journey, did you find that you were, um, felt that we were going to give up or that we were never going to make it? Um, I mean, I must say that at the beginning, uh, when we couldn't find uh, clients uh, to convince, uh, to outsource uh, to the call center, um, that um, at that point, there was a lot of frustration because it's all about getting that first, second, third client for people to trust uh, us uh, uh, to do the job for them. And so when we couldn't convince anyone at the beginning, uh, not even local clients, uh, none of the international clients wanted us back then, uh, it, was, it was very frustrating. And I actually felt that this whole idea might, uh, might not go through. And then when the business plan didn't work at the beginning, not the first year, not the second year, I started having major doubts that this would ever actually happen <laughs> because all we wanted was uh, to cash out like two years later. That was uh, our vision back then. And when I felt that it's not going in that direction at all, uh, then yeah, that was very frustrating. And I thought actually it might never work out. Talk me into more of what kind of, I know I was there most of the conversations, but tell me about the conversations that we were having, you know, uh, with the, within the four, I, I think when we started, all four of us, uh, about potential, you know, how, how are we going to turn things around? And I know we had a lot of these conversations, uh, and I know a lot of people stepped in, they tried to save us, uh, or they thought that they were going to save us, but this was a natural path of any startup. So talk me through some of those, you know what I mean? I know like you got the whole expenses covered and stuff like that. Uh, honestly speaking, I think um, one of uh, the major uh, faults that we had at the beginning was always thinking that somebody was going to save us. Uh, so when things started going bad, we thought, okay, maybe we should blame the government, for example, for them not uh, marketing uh, our business uh, very well uh, abroad. Maybe that's why we aren't uh, able to get uh, any uh, customers. And then uh, maybe because we don't get any incentives through the government, maybe that's what's uh, not allowing us to excel. Then we started uh, possibly like blaming ourselves, so blaming the government, um, not knowing uh, what's going wrong. And as you said, we started looking for people to save us, uh, whether uh, board members, investors, always thinking that the help was going to come from outside. And I think it's only when we realize that we need major change from within and that we are the only ones who are actually gonna stand up, do everything uh, from marketing uh, to business development to begging people to, to believe in us and outsource to us. That's the only way that we were actually uh, able to move forward uh, back then uh, when we stopped thinking that it was gonna be someone from the outside 
uh, that that was going to help. Yes, I, I remember. I remember we we even had to introduce some uh, like the localization. You know what I mean? Like the whole world was selling the product one way, and we had to really localize our offering and yes. sell it according to our local markets. And it was something that helped us tremendously. And we, we even thought always that training, for example, was going to come from outside. And we tried so many different people and so many different companies and so many different models. And the only thing that actually worked at the end was when we built our own training systems because nobody had done that before in Jordan. So there was nobody that we could actually, uh, let's say, copy and paste from or people who already had uh, knowledge in the specific area that could help us. It was only when we built our own that things started uh, moving forward. Yes, I remember. I remember, and I, I remember I was in charge of most of that. So I, <laughs> that was quite uh, the challenge when we had to. A realization. Yeah, it was. Uh, but you know, in all fairness, you know, it wasn't only that. It was, you know, talent played a big part of it because you said it. Uh, you know, we we hired a couple of trainers. They didn't work out for us. Even technology was such a challenge for us because. Uh, not a lot of people because we were, as you said, the first business that opened in that field in Jordan. So finding tech talent that would help our needs was another, you know, nightmare in my opinion. So, but let, let's talk more about cost control because a lot of the startups tend to burn money on things that, you know, lessons, and they'll tell you it's lessons learned, you know, like they launched and they spent so much money on the launch or PR or whatever. Let's talk about, uh, you know, um, expenses. And I know you had a big part in controlling the expenses. T talk to me through that as well. Um, well, at the beginning, I, I would say we had a lot of money uh, to burn. Uh, so we collected everything uh, from everyone, people we knew and people we didn't know who invested in our company, uh, believed in us, but we didn't understand the value of having that much cash at the beginning. And so I think we spent it uh, in a wrong way just because we built everything that we didn't need and then we waited, uh, we waited to start using it. Uh, whereas moving forward, our new strategy became that we start to build things when there's an actual demand for them and we do it step by step uh, since technology um, and the infrastructure is actually really expensive uh, and it needs a lot of updates, continuous uh, updating, um, so uh, you need to need it first uh, before you just uh, purchase everything and, and, and keep it on the shelf uh, for a long time before you start using it. Um, apart from that, uh, we spent a lot on people that maybe we didn't need so much, things that we didn't need. Um, so we, we burned the money, I would say, pretty quickly. And then when we asked uh, for a second and third round, maybe during the second round, some of our investors still believed in the idea, but then, when the third or fourth round came in, uh, nobody wanted to put any money in there anymore. They saw it all as uh, money that's being uh, wasted and lost. And it's only until we hit that uh, rock bottom, I would say, uh, that we started to realize that cash uh, is very tough to find. Uh, we even lost um, the credibility we had uh, for bank facilities at that point because uh, we had uh, taken our loans and still uh, were in so much debt that that even the bank didn't want to, to, to give us anything anymore. So we that's the, the main part where we felt that 
cash is so tough to obtain. And so everything that we spend should be very well thought of before we take one step forward. So we started cutting out left and right things that we don't need and trying to minimize everything all over again, trying to spend every, uh, every amount that we have on uh, specific things that were needed back then um, that can yield something back in return. And it's only when we did that that we started doing better. Because I remember it was maybe like May or June, uh, that specific year when we said we don't even have cash to pay our employees anymore. So we don't even have anything to cover our payroll. And so we said, okay, so we'll take it on a month by month uh, basis. So if we have money to live through June and we pay the, 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 the salaries, then we take it to July and we'll see how things go from there. And it's only when we started doing that and really, really being tight on how we spent our money uh, wisely, uh, it's only then that we started surviving month by month. And it's only then that the company started to flourish. And I think that was the turning point uh, in our case. Agreed, agreed. And I, I, and I, I witnessed that like firsthand. And I remember, uh, you know what I mean? And I have to add a note before we talk. And I, I loved how you talked about getting to the rock bottom situation. This is something that I actually mentioned in every one of my episodes. But, you know, I also have to state that um, I think the three of us uh, that started this company, uh, yourself, myself, and, and uh, Ramiz, um, did something, I think, to this day in Jordan that, or even in MENA, that is not... Uh, that hasn't been done very often, which is, I think we raised a million dollars before we even started, which is, um, that's, you know, a lot of, I know a lot of startups, you know, they, they start with 10, $15,000 and then they, they start, you know, finding an investor and stuff like that. So as you said, we were technically very funded. I know the business that we were in invest, we needed to invest in heavy infrastructure in technology but nowadays even that technology can be subsidized tremendously because you know a lot of the services are offered on the cloud back then we didn't have that luxury right uh but i also let's let's come back to your your point about uh, the rock bottom situation i want I, I know i know you guys and i sat on a different floor so we weren't <laughs> Um, at that time, I was mostly handling day-to-day -day operations while you guys were sales and marketing and actually tightening up the screws. So let's talk more about, you know, some of these conversations, either with yourself or what you were thinking or with, um, with, your, with the other partner, you know, how are you going to, you know, I know there was a phase in our lives where salaries was a big thing. And it still is, you know, I'm not saying it is not, but it's saying it's people really worried, you know, we were like making sure that clients used to pay us on time just to, just to make payroll. Right. So t tell me more about that mentality. How did you feel personally? How did you feel? How did that demotivate you or how did that motivate you into something better? Uh, actually, um, it was motivating for me. I would say I was only, um, um, not motivated at the beginning when we couldn't find uh, clients uh, at first and the business plan didn't go so well. But at this point, I felt uh, really motivated to make this work. Uh, I felt so bad uh, for everybody uh, who was working at the company. I really did. I felt that we got them into this mess uh, by launching this company, uh, by not uh, being able to sell our product as, as, as well as uh, we wanted to. Uh, by not giving it our all because we were always blaming others uh, for any failures that we had. 
And so I felt that it, it, it felt really bad to let everyone go just because I felt that we messed up. And we never stopped believing that we had so much potential. We knew that uh, Jordan could be the hub uh, and could be a major uh, BPO hub, uh, but we weren't there yet, but we knew of the potential. So it was very motivating uh, to think, okay, if we're gonna keep everyone here, the only way to do this is to give it our all uh, and without, uh, without much money uh, to do this. And uh, up until this date, uh, payroll or um, salaries is our main concern. Uh, so that, that's the, the number one thing that we spend on. And so we always need to ensure that, that we have that cash at the end of every month. And I mean, I must say that since we launched up until this date, we were never ever late in giving anyone their salaries on a monthly basis. So it's always been our top priority. It was very motivating because that's really, really when we gave it our all. We started trying to pilot uh, projects with everyone just to get them on board, telling them that we'll give them the service for free so they can try it out. That's how we obtained a lot of our clients, actually. Uh, we started uh, making sure that everybody is fully utilized. Uh, we started uh, trying to collect our money from everybody who owed us anything uh, in a very aggressive uh, yet friendly uh, manner just to make sure that that we have enough cash at the end of the month and when that vibe started happening that's when things started picking up because otherwise everything was so calm and we're just taking it uh, uh, very lightly I would say. This is for the listeners um, I genuinely did believe in Zena, my guest, uh, not because of anything, because I once remembered walking into her office and she had a spreadsheet. And this was, I think, in 2011. And she had spreadsheet of payments for vendors that she like she was so good at negotiation that, you know, she had like week by week a spreadsheet of a grid. You know what I mean? And, and that sheet went, I think, three years ahead of time where, you know, you gave people and and um, and this was like for me, I would never have. Well, I would I'm not say I'm not going to say that I've never thought of it, but I'm I'm going to say I'd never do it because I would just plug in like any small business owner at that time would you know, take money from here and, and plug a hole in here. But I, I loved how you negotiated, you know, the tech uh, vendors, you negotiated everybody, you put them on a payment plan on something that we can do. And we can, that was, that was fantastic. And even I, I, I remember that week, I, I told a couple of people and they say, yeah, we believe in Zena. So, so Zena, thank you very much for that. So, uh, and actually we still do that. And it's only because we faced those issues back then that, we had to do that, yep. but that's how the company moved forward. Is even after having cash or even after um, uh, having profit, we still do that because now we know that that's the way to go. So in order to 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 keep on uh, moving and to uh, keep doing well, uh, that's the only way to move forward. So those are the things that we learned back then, and we weren't into finance, and we were never, let's say, uh, IT people nor finance people. Realize that we have to do everything uh, to yeah. make it work, <laughs> and and I think I think as well to add to that, like um, yes, the three of us were definitely not legally oriented or accounting or yeah. finance oriented, and yeah, I think that's why now anything I start new or anything I've been involved with, 
uh, they had to address these two. I know a lot more these days because obviously we've learned our lessons, right? With yeah, experience. So, okay. So, so tell me, um, tell me what's next for Zena. Well, we're still uh, here at Crystal, uh, trying to do our best, still believing that there's so much uh, more potential. Uh, I mean, the company uh, has grown uh, a lot, especially during the past few years. Uh, so uh, now we aim for, uh, let's say, uh, more clients, uh, more services, uh, more offerings uh, to give our existing clients as well. Uh, so we still see a lot of room uh, for growth. Uh, and we're focusing a lot on that. Uh, we still, thankfully, haven't lost the momentum or the energy because I would say every year brings uh, new challenges. Um, and uh, the more we grow, uh, the more uh, challenges we have, uh, the more room we have to grow, uh, the more potential we have. So uh, we're trying to get our own uh, at the moment, as well as uh, tapping into uh, different ventures um, that tap into uh, technology, uh, and um, uh, all the technology around uh, customer service as well, around the contact center, uh, trying to uh, partnership, uh, to partner up, uh, I would say, with uh, different entrepreneurs uh, to try uh, new technology to serve our clients as well. So all in the field of customer service, I would say. Nice, and a customer experience. So um, I, I'm going to include myself in this we you know this is the reason why i'm actually doing the show and uh, you know the giving back i think um, if we had more resources back then on guidance of uh, what to do and what not to do especially not to do um, i think um, we would have gotten um, here much faster uh, or you know what i mean i know nobody would know but i think um, back then good mentorships and good uh, content were not available, you know what I mean? And um, this was something that um, I think nowadays is a lot more available, but, you know, more of it um, is not available locally. You know what I mean? I mean, Mina, I don't mean Jordan as well. Uh, it can, Jordan can be included by that. And there isn't a lot, we don't have a lot of local heroes and a lot of local stars. Yes, um, I know Mina, this is a 2021 when we're recording this. Um, I know we've already had two unicorns coming out of Mina while, um, you know, while there's almost 350 globally out there. So um, this area is all going to be all about growth and all about uh, the next level. And I, I have to mention as well that when we launched, there was no uh, mention of the word entrepreneur here in Jordan at all. I agree. And I call myself, well, you're going to be included in this as Amina Entrepreneur 1.0, because we actually help build this whole ecosystem. All right, so I'm going to ask you uh, this curveball question that I ask every one of my guests. If you have to pick one superpower or one superhero to mimic, whom would that be or what would that superpower be? <laughs> I know it's tough. Superpower, I think. I think to know a bit about everything. Yeah, and, and why would you do that? Why would you want to know a bit of, about everything? Because I found it pretty tough while, uh, while doing this and while um, working at Crystal that I have to do so many things that I don't know how to do or I have no experience in or I've never actually learned about. Uh, so I always wished uh, to know, let's say a little bit or a lot about everything. But then when you start and you're so busy, it's so tough uh, 
to, to, to learn more as you go. So you can do specific trainings, uh, learn more about stuff, but it's so tough to try to grasp uh, everything. And you start gaining things only by experience uh, with time and a little bit of training. So I just wish I knew a lot about everything. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, interesting enough, almost everybody's giving me a completely different answer. So <laughs> it's nice to see how people think and uh, it's really cool. We're, we're going to have to wrap up. If, do you want to say a last word maybe to our audience? Well, first of all, um, thanks uh, uh, for having me. And uh, if I was to say something, I would say that uh, people should uh, uh, be patient. And uh, I think it's very uh, unique for people to uh, do something very quickly. I think everything needs a lot of time and a lot of patience. And that's something we didn't know uh, about and I think if you have patience and you give it your all and you work really hard, then probably things would go in the direction that you would be hoping uh, for it to go into. Very, very wise words. Patience is something that people <laughs> do not have, especially younger entrepreneurs. And we did not have patience, but that's the only thing that worked at the end. Is yes, I agree. And work and work and work and wait. So. Hard work always pays off, I agree. Yes, with for so. sure. Well, thank you very much, Zina, for your time. It was a pleasure having you on. Thank you all for listening in. Until the next one. Take care. Bye-bye.